0: now playing comes a podcast from two brothers my name is christian durand
1: and i'm pedro durand
0: about the movies that raised them huh? are you telling me you built a time machine kind of a delorean from the laugh out loud comedies to the explosive 90s action flicks welcome to earth the heartwarming animated classics to the tear-jerking oscar bait dramas you know, that's just like, uh, your opinion, man. And now, grab your popcorn, sit back, and enjoy the Duran Brothers Movie Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Duran Brothers Movie Podcast. My name is Christian Duran. With me as always is...
1: Pedro Duran.
0: And we are the Duran Brothers. Every week we get on here and talk about the movies that raised us, the formative movies of our youths and adulthood that have made us the people that we are today. Perhaps if Mike Pedro Dro, had not seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to secret of the use perhaps he would not be in australia right now that's right perhaps if he had not seen tank girl he would <laughs> not- jesus <laughs> he would not have gone to the university of south florida
1: that's right
0: perhaps if he had not seen freaked i was trying to look for one we haven't talked about <laughs> he would not have gotten his dog einstein and mm-hmm. certainly, if he hadn't seen Back to the Future, he wouldn't have named his dog Einstein. That's right. Or maybe he would have watched Oppenheimer and still done the same.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. maybe Oppenheimer would have.
0: Or, or maybe he saw IQ and that was yeah.
1: the one that oh, made Jeez, that's pulling one back. <laughs>
0: Damn. Yes. IQ is that Randy? Is one of those Randy Quaid. Was, is it Randy Quaid? No, isn't it? Uh, what's his name? Your favorite?
1: Who? Tim, Tim Robbins. Robbins. No, but Randy Quaid, who's playing fucking Einstein? Einstein in that
0: movie? is Walter oh, Matthau. Walter Matthau.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm thinking. I think I'm pretty sure Randy Quaid played Einstein somewhere in there.
0: Really? Yeah. That is why interesting. am I thinking
1: like he played Einstein in some movie?
0: Randy Quaid. Oh, Randy Quaid. Yeah. I'm thinking Dennis Quaid. I was like, Dennis Quaid is Einstein. No. I'm Randy Quaid about- might work but it's i'm sure it's a comedy
1: it has to be a comedy right it's like him farting around
0: yeah did he pass away
1: no he's i think he's in exile you know what i mean he's last thing i saw like he was a video of him saying you know the star killers are out to get him yeah um and all this stuff now is this iq is the one Am I getting confused? Maybe I'm getting confused with Randy Quaid. Maybe I'm thinking Randy Quaid's supposed to be in this, but there is a romantic comedy. I think it has to be this, where like Albert Einstein, like yes, hooks him up IQ. like a hitch type of character. Yeah,
0: I forgot, and it's yes, that's exactly what it is. I believe mm. the only thing is I, yes, IQ Tim Robbins and Meg Ryan, a mechanic romances the mathematician niece of physicist Albert Einstein with help from him and his friends. So I don't know how Oh, okay. So it takes place in the 50s. I it, it must, right?
1: It has to. I mean, that's when and then I'm it's looking at this hairstyle that Tim Robbins is wearing and he looks straight. Yeah. Um he's a greaser. James Deanish. Yeah.
0: James Deanish. Charles Durning, Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub has been working for mm. I was watching, you know, my son Miles watches Cars all the time and he's in that. And then I was like, I was watching it with Natasha. I was like, you know, Tony Shalhoub is in so much stuff because he was in Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is like a fairly recent hit, Mm -hmm. hit show. And I'm like, yo, this motherfucker was on Wings, like seasons of Wings. Like (laughs) he was working back then and he's always worked and he had his own show, Monk, which was like on forever.
1: Yeah, that was. Shalhoub, that was like a show. Shout out to Tony Shalhoub. On the USA eats. Network.
0: <laughs> Tony Shalhoub's eating steak with lobster right now.
1: Right now. He don't give a fuck.
0: He don't give a fuck. And he's in like. You know Uncle what I'm Man confusing
1: movies. this with Dennis Quaid? I am I can picture Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan because I think they actually dated in real life. So that's why I'm thinking like these two were in IQ.
0: I believe they were married. Oh, were they? Yes, Jack Quaid is their... Offspring,
1: yes, yes, Jack. Oh, Jackie boy, yes, yeah, Jack
0: Quaid. Of was he Scream. in uh, what's it called? He was in Oppenheimer, was he? I don't remember. There's yes. so
1: many people in Oppenheimer. I mean, anyone listen to our Oppenheimer episode, but like I <laughs> yeah. said, like there was so they had Oscar winners playing extras in that movie, so
0: yeah, you. <laughs> You, I love the way you put it. You, they have Oscar winners holding clipboards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. very <laughs> true. Yeah, Jack Quaid was in Oppenheimer.
1: Oh, okay, he's in the boys too. So yeah, yeah, he's. I was very, in season I, one, season I, two, and then he kind of dropped out just
0: because. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was like season one, season two, and then I was just like, this is like, it's like weirdly gross, too gross and mm-hmm. too dark for me mm-hmm. now. I'm just like,
1: yeah, you know. But Jack Quaid's also the killer in, spoiler, alert, Scream the reboot.
0: Oh no! I didn't. I wanted to watch that. Oh really? No, I didn't. Oh okay. I don't care. I actually never, I never quite care about who the killer is that much. Oh
1: really? You know, trying right, to solve I guess solve you want to
0: know. Yeah, like I'm not gonna want I don't. I watched Scream Four, and I was only because I put like movies on random, and Scream Four came up, which I had never seen, but I, really wanted to. And I mm-hmm. have five and six. I just haven't, I don't know. I'm not dying to see them. Yeah. I got to catch up on my scream. It's a couple of franchises I need to catch up on fast and furious. I got to go back and
2: mm-hmm.
0: watch like as much as I can just to see the ridiculousness.
2: <clears throat>
1: yeah. I might have to go watch IQ, man. It was a box office hit. 25 million budget, 47 million box office. It's
0: so crazy because you you can like I was listening to Tarantino's podcast Mm -hmm. and he was talking like the movies they talk yeah, the video archives podcast and the movies they talk about are so I'm like, this is such a deep cut movie. But to them it was just like, oh, that was just a movie that came out at that time, and they're just watching it now. So like to me, IQ to some, some young kid is like IQ. What are you talking about? Like it's the yeah. most random movie ever. Yeah. But like to me, I remember the commercials for it. Yeah, so it's yeah.
1: Like, I remember the little boat that they were in. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just crazy how these movies just like, I don't know. They like, the ones that survive stay in, stay in the public consciousness, and then the ones that are just that were just made for Friday night. Somebody's Friday night are just like they're there, but like yeah you hope somebody remembers them
1: forgotten and that yeah. was a hit too that's what i mean like it's it was, it was like a it hit like made money
0: and then meanwhile like i bet tim robbins and meg ryan have like stories from that movie mm. and it's kind of forgotten
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> surprised like they didn't make a franchise out of it so the next one was like I don't know what you call it. Gettysburg and it's Lincoln <laughs> getting who Lincoln up Meg to... Ryan and.
0: And uh, does that have to be man? 90s?
1: Yeah, it has to be because
0: uh, Meg Ryan and like Mel Gibson. Yeah, together <laughs> in the Civil War. Yeah. Lincoln. You got all famous things. You got to do Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Hooking up. I don't know. Is this if it's still nineties, it's Denzel and fucking Whitney Houston. Angela Bassett or Whitney Houston. Oh yeah,
1: Angela Bassett too. Yeah.
0: Have they been in a movie together? Denzel and Angela Bassett? That seems like a pairing that I can't believe hasn't been in a movie together.
1: Probably, but not like together together, I don't think. Probably like they were in in
0: Malcolm X, probably. Was she in Malcolm X? Oh, you're right.
1: You're right. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're fucking right.
0: I was like, "How is that?" That's combo? the easiest one. Been. I know. <laughs> I know. They play husband really... and wife. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, "How they've never been." And in I movie. like that
1: movie a lot too, man. That's an awesome movie. I think yeah. it's probably one of Spike's. I mean, I definitely one of Spike's better films. You know.
0: Yeah. Certainly. Oh, that's funny. Isn't it like three hours too? Right.
1: Yeah, I think it's a long yeah.
0: one. It is a long one. I remember he. Uh, he needed funding to finish it and he got it. He got the funding yeah, from, from Oprah, like, all these people, Oprah, all the the famous rich black people in Hollywood yeah. at the time. We need to finish it.
1: That was kind of a, a moment too. Everyone had the hats with the X on it and everything.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I got to watch that. I got to get that on Blu-ray. I have do the right thing. I don't have a ton of Spike Lee movies on Blu-ray.
1: I got black Klansman here. I need to get inside Inside Man. Inside that's a good Man. One.
0: That's I think that's my I mean, it's one of my favorite Spike Lee movies. I hesitate to call it my favorite because he has so much you know, his movies yeah. the he has the quote unquote like important movies, you know, the right. artistic important ones and the ones that are like seminal, but like it's like the difference between raging bull and like goodfellas you know what i mean right. like i like goodfellas more than raging bull but raging bulls raging bull is obviously the masterpiece like right. i like inside man most of all his movies but you know do the right things is the masterpiece right
1: right and then also like we mentioned they, they there's a point where these directors make a saturday night movie or friday night movie
0: friday night movie man that's and that's and his friday he night. he did movie. it better than yeah he did it better than anybody
1: what do you, oh, what do you mean? Making the Friday night movie or that genre of film?
0: No, I, well, both like making a Friday night, making a Friday night, a movie movie and in, in that genre of movie, he, mm-hmm. it's a great one. It's one of the, my all-time favorites. And at the same time, he he made a uh, great Friday night movie. When he wants to, when he wants to make a movie, he makes a great movie. Mm-hmm old boy not uh included i haven't seen that i haven't i've
1: seen the original one not the
0: reboot the the remake i saw no. the remake but i didn't i i wasn't like people really shit on it but i wasn't like it wasn't that bad it was just still it was just like the new it was just like the old one it just didn't seem to need to be remade for some reason
1: it has the incest in it too
0: sure does really it sure does Wow, well, I, I thought they were gonna take that one out. For the I did too, we, and specifically because it's based off—I guess it's based off a uh, what's it called—a graphic novel, and that's the thing. So I remember years ago that they were gonna do this movie before Spike got into it. It was gonna be Steven Spielberg directing Will Smith in a remake of Old Boy, and mm. I remember when that story broke, I was like. Yo, Will Smith and Steven Spielberg are going to do Old Boy. Like, they're going to remake the movie I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause, yeah. 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 Because there's a big plot point that I don't know. If either it, of them either are really going to be with. able yeah, to Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, and then, of course, like, eventually it, it went to Spike Lee mm-hmm. and Josh Brolin. And then I guess... Oh, yeah. Shalto Copley plays the guy who imprisons him. Mm. That's worth a watch. And it's probably worth a rewatch for me. Just because... I don't remember it. Although I need to watch the Korean.
1: Yeah, the OG one.
0: The OG Korean one is very, very good. There I always use one- that as a reference.
1: The old boy fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he's just knocking motherfuckers out with that hammer trying to get through that hallway.
0: One of the great fights in movie history.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's like when I'm walking down the streets, when I'm, you know, going from the supermarket trying to get back to my place and people are just walking. So I just wish I could do that to people
0: sometimes. It's. Oh, just kidding. Society frowns on that, unfortunately. Mm.
1: But. We need to be progressive.
0: That's what I've been saying.
1: I want to bring back something. You said Tank Girl. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Tank Girl.
1: You brought that back. I don't know why I watched that like a ton when I was a kid.
0: Because it was on, It's one again, it was just one of those movies that's on HBO.
1: Like all the time, right?
0: You know what? It wasn't even on HBO. This movie was on the, sh- the movie channel mm. or like Showtime or something. Laurie Petty. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Lori Petty was Tank Girl. Yeah. Why did I think it was like a complete unknown?
1: No, it was Lori Petty. Now you think about it, her voice is so. um,
0: Yeah, I know. Iconic.
1: Memorable. Distinguished. She has a very distinguishable voice.
0: She has a very, yes, certainly does. And it's weird that. Okay, she's doing stuff. I'm just like, there's got to be, there's no way she's not doing uh, voiceover, right?
1: Yeah. She was in Orange is the New Black for a bit.
0: She was. I mean, she's in stuff. Hawaii 5 She's been working. She's got a credit every year. Yeah. She's doing all right. Yeah, but Tank Girl, for those who haven't ever seen or heard of this movie, is a 1995... Was this an Australian movie or was it just (sighs) set in Australia? You know what?
1: I don't even know if it's set in Australia, to be honest with you. I just know there's a lot of – because you're thinking about the kangaroo people. Is that what you're thinking about?
0: Yes. and Naomi I think it's just it a
1: world in- where kangaroo people exist. It's not okay. necessarily – yeah, because they're living in Australia. I think it's just a world where – yeah, it's a post apocalyptic world where these mutant kangaroo people exist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. From tank Girl and her friends are the only remaining citizens living in the wasteland that is Earth, where all the remaining water is controlled by water and power, the megacorporation government, mega corporation slash government that runs the territory. While incarcerated at WMP, Tank Girl and her new friend Jet Girl break out and steal a tank and a jet. After meeting some mutant kangaroo humans and rescuing her little girl, the kangaroos and girls kick water and power's butt. mm i don't i do not remember this movie other than it looked weird and it was shot <laughs> weird a lot of Dutch angles, a lot of you know lot it's just i just remember it being quite odd,
1: yeah I mean it's a little manic they splice with a lot of um that's I, what I think it's based on a comic book it has to be because it was splicing scenes with comic book. Art panels, yeah, yeah, comic book panels. So, for instance, when Tanker was narrating, she would just, you know, comic book panel will come up. Yeah, Ice tea is in it as a kangaroo dude. There's like a lot of like sexual into windows with Tanker and the sec and the kangaroos, like yeah. possibly doing a gangbang at one point. I remember. Okay, <laughs> I think I'm pretty. I, I'm think. Yeah, I just remember the scariest part because like E. McDowell's, uh, Malcolm McDowell's in it, and what he does to, to torture Tank Girl, he, you know, it's like he he straps her down to like a a gurney where he can't move yeah. or anything, and puts goggles on her, and then takes the gurney and slides it down this pipe, somewhat of like a like you know those tubes, those water tubes at those water parks. Yeah. Yeah, like imagine you're strapped down to a gurney and that gurney gets slide, slid down all the way, through, like all the way down. So you don't even see like the ending in the beginning. And then he fills it up with water, like slowly. So you're kind of just not drowning, but you're surrounded by water. I just remember it being so freaky. I was like, oh, I would hate to be in that situation, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up.
1: yeah. But I remember it being super chaotic. But she was really good. She carries the movie. She's really funny. She has these really she's really quick witted and and all that. And it's it's funny if 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 Suicide Squad was made in the nineties, she would definitely be Harley Quinn, you know?
0: Oh yeah, of course. There would have been nobody else. It would have been her role to lose. Yeah. Man, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at her IMDb. There was like a point where she was really, she was knocking them out because <clears throat> I remember her from Free Willy. That was like the first yeah. thing I remember. Yeah. But she was in Point Break in yeah, 91. Yeah, she was in Point Break. A League of Their Own in 92. Yep. Free Willy in 93. Yeah. Like that that run, that three movie run, that's huge. Yeah. Then she's in Poetic Justice in 93 as well. The Pauly Shore movie In the Army Now in 94. Mm-hmm. The glass shield, which I don't know. Tank Girl '95 is her starring role, which I don't think did well. No, Lush Life is a TV. I think it was series. a budget of
1: twenty five million and made six million in the box office.
0: Oh, she was in Superman the animated series playing Livewire. Wire, mm. and I definitely remember her. That's why I was like, "There's got to be some more voiceover for her." But man, I think that Tank Girl really did damage because, I mean, I don't know how you go from point break hit league of their own hit free willy massive hit and then i guess in the army now and tank girl just i guess if you just bomb on your your starring role then it's kind of like all right never Mm -hmm. mind but like damn lori
1: and i think she has such a distinguishable look and sound and voice yeah they're probably going to associate that you know if it's a if the the movies don't do well it's gonna be like oh that's the chick from pop up yeah
0: interesting yeah crazy movie tank girl i i don't remember it very much at all and the fact that naomi watts is in it i'm like wow that's so weird yeah
1: as jet girl
0: jet girl speaking of which naomi watts is like I feel like she was like the Oscar girl from like in the 2000s. Like every Mm -hmm. movie she was in was like nominated. And then just kind of, meh. Like doesn't really. She's, I'm like looking and she's always in stuff. But it's nothing like, I guess she's just, I guess you just don't, you just stop being as in demand. Yeah. I mean she was in Birdman, but like yeah. even Birdman was like, Oh her. Oh, she's in this. I don't know. King Colin: I don't know. I shouldn't be talking about anybody's career. She's in the Book of Henry, which is Colin Trevorrow's big disaster movie. Mm. Not disaster movie in that it's a movie about a disaster. It's it was a disaster, so much so that they basically fired him from Star Wars: The Revenge of the Sith. He was supposed to direct it, and then he directed Jurassic Park or a uh, Jurassic World like
1: Dominion or something, right?
0: No, the first one, the one okay. that like was the biggest hit ever. Yep. And they were like, "All right, who are we gonna get to Star Wars? Who are we gonna get to direct Star Wars?" J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and Colin Trevor, like three of the biggest, three guys with some pretty big hits. They had Looper, they got fucking Star Trek and J.J. Abrams, and then the dude who just directed one of the biggest franchise remakes, reboots, like ever. Mm -hmm. And then J.J. made his movie, Ryan made his movie, and before they got to it, Colin was like, all right, well, while I got some time, let me make my little book of henry movie and then it was just like it got killed critically didn't do anything financially and then they were like whoa 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 who'd we hire again for the star wars movie let's get jj back
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah i remember that story and look what they got
0: and look what they got i don't know i don't blame i don't blame jj i think there is a lot to I think there was a lot of, you know, notes <laughs> mm. and a lot of masters to serve on that one. He on did do ju-
1: uh, Jurassic World Dominion as well.
0: Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he came back. I'm thinking of the second one, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Somebody uh, else yeah. did that one. with The yeah. one with the cloning, which was weird. The yeah. little clone girl.
1: With the little haunted house. Yeah. Not yeah. a real haunted house. It's just like every. it takes place like in a
0: yeah
1: house at the end and everything's like and there's raptor's on the loose and
0: yeah i just remember watching like the beginning of that movie and like why am i watching a movie this is like isn't this about dinosaurs like why am i watching <laughs> about a fucking clone girl right now yeah. like
1: well the dinosaurs are clones and
2: you know the dinosaurs
0: and... are clones and yes if you follow the you know if you follow the uh the logic train you'll probably get to clone people at some point yeah. But we're here for dinosaurs. Let's not yeah. let's not make this complicated, guys. All anybody wanted to see when Jurassic Park came out was the first one, everybody was like, Oh shit, dinosaurs in a park, lose. Then the second one, all anybody wanted to see was like, just let them loose in society. That's all mm-hmm. we want to see. Just put them in New York. Dinosaurs in New York. That's what we want to see. Which <laughs> Godzilla tried in to. New do. York.
1: Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun, <laughs> they do the, the rockets <laughs> with a top I think hat. that's the
1: plot of We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Yeah, pretty story. much. Remember that?
0: Yeah, of course. How could you forget We're Back, A Dinosaur Story? When the dinosaurs turned evil, that was so sad. They really did a good job of the animation. It's like horrifying.
1: Did they turn when evil? They, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, because the dinosaurs, what do they do? The dinosaurs, I, I forgot what the whole point thing was. The dinosaurs came back, and then there's like a T-Rex, and there's a little kid, but there was like an evil circus guy or carnival. God, guy. You remember a
1: lot more about this movie than I do.
0: I saw it a few times. Yeah. There's like an evil carnival guy or a circus guy,
1: yeah. and
0: he wanted to have the dinosaurs in his circus, but he wanted them to be like monstrous. Yeah. So he gave them like this potion or something, and like I forgot what it was. He basically was like, he basically captured the two kids and was like, if, if you dinosaurs don't join my circus, I'm going to like kill these kids or whatever. I might Mm -hmm. be messing this whole thing up. So then the kid, the dinosaur, the head T-Rex was like, no, no, don't do it. I'll join your fucking thing. And then he like made him drink the little thing or like do whatever surgery or like electrolysis thing he had to do. And then he became like, instead of like a smart dinosaur, he became like feral and like, like monstrous and like, gnarly teeth and like the way they animate it is like so it's like kind of disturbing
2: uh-huh. because
0: like all the humanities like drain it's like a cartoon fun dinosaur you've been watching this talking and stuff voiced by let's see john goodman voice? john goodman of course and then it turns into this ferocious t-rex but then i forget what happens i guess the kids will go You were our friend. Yeah. And then the dinosaur is like, I was your friend. We love you. Look inside your heart. Exactly. Don't you remember? That's probably exactly what what it was. It's probably exactly what the thing was. Mm. I wonder who played the Kenneth Mars, Professor Screw Eyes. I wonder if that was the bad guy. John Goodman, Uh, Charles Fleischer. Uh, Rhea Perlman, Jay Leno, Walter Cronkite, yeah, Walter Cronkite of all people.
1: With this, just in dinosaurs are in New York and they are going and hitting the town tonight. They've been seen with Andy Warhol,
0: yeah, (laughs) they've seen with all the hot new stars. What is the, the Walter Cronkite?
1: Boxes. This is Walter Cronkite. Is that it? Kind of. This is Walter Cronkite. Yeah, this is Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite. At, At 12.45 uh, New York City time, dinosaurs have assassinated John F. Kennedy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: president <laughs> has been killed.
0: <laughs> it is my... What does he say? He's like, it is my unfortunate duty. Did he says something like that. <laughs> To inform you that President Kennedy He says it so that President Kennedy has been shot and killed. He's dead. The time is now <laughs> it takes a moment. It's a very sad moment, actually. I'm making fun of it, but <laughs> a guy really going through some shit.
1: Yeah. Dinosaurs have been shot on Daily Center, Daily Plaza this afternoon. Dinosaurs.
0: Dino saucers.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Universal holler. You got IP, <laughs> Jurassic Park, and uh, fucking yeah. Fast and Furious. It's only a matter of time. Cadillacs and, they and dinosaurs. Cadillac and dinosaurs. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> they really should. Like, how. Like what's what are we keeping sacred? You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Like what 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 are we doing? Like why aren't fast? Why are there not dinosaurs in Fast and the Furious?
1: I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Ludacris is keeping the contract up and
0: yeah, he's like like he's he's got guys. We got to keep some artistic integrity. (laughs) Merit to this. No man, no we don't. Let's put some fucking dinosaurs in it.
1: Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see a fucking T Rex chasing down a fucking 1957
2: <laughs> Cadillac Buick. Don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs>
1: While Vin Diesel yeah. shoots at it, you know?
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, they should just do that. Like they were talking about
1: the. Well, if anyone doesn't know, explain Cadillac dinosaurs a bit. <laughs>
0: Cadillacs and dinosaurs, I mean, I don't even. I was singing a different song. I was singing Dino Saucers. Dino Saucers,
1: but which is. is So elaborate on Dino Saucers, and then I'll elaborate on Cadillac and dinosaurs.
0: But dinosaurs, well, I mean, it doesn't take too much elaboration. (laughs) (laughs) If you understand Cadillacs and dinosaurs, you could probably figure out what Dino Saucers is. It's basically like in the era for kids today, it was basically in an era where they made the toys first and then they made the show. So to sell basically, the toys. We were like, yeah, in order to sell the toys. So it was basically a dinosaur show about like dinosaur aliens, half dinosaur, half like UFO spaceship. So that was that. And then Cadillacs and Dinosaurs was a, a show about dinosaur, like I guess like people like fifties hot rod Cadillac people mm-hmm. who got sucked back in the dinosaur times and were trying to survive.
1: I guess. I I remember. I remember it was a comic book at first and then they kind of maybe changed it to a cartoon show.
0: And I imagine these were all post, like, you know, Jurassic Park when dinosaur fever. The creator is Stephen E. D'Souza, the director of uh, Street Fighter, the movie.
1: What he what Cadillac and dinosaurs?
0: He created Cadillacs and dinosaurs,
1: bro. It's past time. This, I mean, uh, what, you know what I mean.
0: It <laughs> gets Steve. There's back. no
1: excuse. This dude is making movies. Yeah, he's a director. He's a big time director. He should just need. Oh, he this needs dude
0: wrote to a lot of shit. Arnold, Dreck, and crew. The Six Million Dollar Man. I mean, he's a writer on that show. No, he wrote it, but he wrote the original Forty Eight Hours. No way, right? Well, with other people, Return of Captain Invisible, V, the TV series, the original Commando with Schwarzenegger. With other people, Commando's awesome with Jeff Loeb, Jeff Loeb of uh comic book fame, the renowned comic book writer, Jeff Loeb, The Running Man, Bad Dreams, Die Hard. Again with other people. He's gotta be like a a script doctor or something. Mm. Because every time I see like one of his big movies, it's like with three other people. Like they took some like he worked on somebody else's script afterwards or something. Another forty eight hours, Die Hard Two, Hudson Hawk, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs created by he wrote the Flintstones movie. Mm. This dude, again, with the two other people. But, I mean, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs is all him. The adventures of the human survivors in a future dinosaur dominated world. Oh, so the dinosaurs are in the future. Mm. Oh, this looks dope. I'm telling you, man. I'm the
1: only one still talking about this.
0: <laughs> For a good reason. <laughs>
1: It's like I went to El Dorado, like the lost city of El Dorado. And I'm like, don't you guys, I saw it with my eyes. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? I'm telling you.
0: You're drunk.
1: (laughs) It exists.
0: In the 26th century, nature has spun wildly out of control. Cities have crumbled and the dinosaurs have returned to rule the earth. Jack Tenrak, one of the last of the old blood mechanics, along with his friends, Hannah Dundee and Mustafa, defend, (laughs) defend humanity from the greedy governor, Sharnhorst, Freelance Poachers, and Other Evil Influencers, Influences. Wow. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty good IP there. Why not? I'm telling you. You it's just got to do it audience. good, man. You just got to do it well. Well, he did, uh, and he did Street Fighter, of course, and he wrote Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it's. Uh, among, along with other people writing Judge Dredd Stephen E. D'Souza writer and director of Street Fighter well I gotta give him give him credit he wrote one of the best lines ever for it's you a... the day and bison came to your town was oh, yeah. the f- worst day of your life but for me it was Tuesday Yeah. never heard anybody say a line like that before that and I've heard it since yeah. many many times so shout out to Steve Steven E de for that yeah. amazing line.
1: I like when um this dude Jean-Claude enters. Jean-Claude the All-American playing Guile. Yeah. Enters. I think he breaks into somewhere. He jumps on the boardroom and he's putting these bad guys, you know, in jail. And he goes, You are all under arrest,
2: <laughs>
1: as if arrest is something to be under. In.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like said, you're under arrest. You know, like you're under arrest. You are, you are all under, under arrest.
0: <laughs> you are okay. over arrest. Cut, cut, John, John Claude, it's under arrest. JC. What's the difference? <laughs> Why don't I don't understand? I don't understand. Would it be American. better if they're over? <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. You have to understand. It's under arrest because you know they're under. You know, you know. Uh, they're ah under yes, yes, arrest.
0: yes. Let's try. But again. I thought they were in jail. <laughs> Let's try again.
1: You are going to prison.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Let's take lunch. <laughs> okay. One of- one of the best. He was I so
1: had. high. Apparently, like the story really? behind it, it was like that was that was the height of his fame. So basically, that's when he was like Jean Claude Van Damme, and that's that's why he got the part because he was so big. It was just like, well, yeah, give it course. to him, right? Because so he, yeah. I guess he would just go out every night and just party and do mad, high you know, allegedly, you know, don't sue, don't sue, don't sue, <laughs> and just like do mad coke and then come oh, back wow. to work the next day and just be like, all right, let's do my lines now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember there was an oral history of that movie that came out a few mm-hmm. years back. But uh, yeah, that was one of the most fun laughs I've ever had. It was our mutual friend, Patrick Towers, that we talked about from the mm-hmm. hurricane. Hurricane party. But I remember we met up and we were like having... We were having dinner, and we ended up just talking about Street Fighter. It was the first person I've ever talked to, besides you, about that movie
2: Mm -hmm. who
0: actually liked that movie. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) And we were just talking about how ridiculous it was. Because it never really... It was the first time it occurred to either of us how ridiculous it was that Jean-Claude Van Damme was playing the American like general? Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Colonel. Colonel
0: Guile. Colonel. He's playing a colonel of the United States Army, and he's like, Back in my and he's just like back in my hometown of Missouri.
1: Like Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> I hated that thing. He's like, that's I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass. You're like eating a baguette.
1: <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker speak English. What do you mean? He's like Tommy Wiseau in a bit, you know? Uh, all American. He's like, no, Bro, yeah. he's, where are you from?
0: Yeah, he's a sliding doors Tommy Wiseau. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That movie is, and even I mean, the the there's an oral history which people should read. But and it's kind of famously raul Julia, who's amazing, mm-hmm. plays M Bison. He had he was like dying of cancer yeah, at this yeah, point, and cancer. you can kind of see how small he is, and he's very frail and looks very thin in the movie but they kind of covered him up with like all this costuming so he looks good yeah but uh
1: but he's great he's just over the. he's amazing
0: and yeah he's awesome he's the only guy who knows what movies he's in yeah (laughs) like everybody else is like trying
1: yeah i was just thinking about um jc uh jcvd and his uh drugs it is it is true i'm looking at the trivia yeah, it revealed that he had a drug problem doing ten thousand dollars worth of cocaine a week and had an wow. affair with Kali Yeah, and had an affair with Kylie Minogue. I heard that too. So Australian singer Kylie Mano, they were just fucking Um Yeah, in twenty eighteen St. uh, Steven Sys, uh D sa Cocaine addiction caused constant disruptions during filming. Yeah. Yeah, it's motherfucker. Yeah, it's just Hey, more money, more problems. And like I say, he was just like he. It was the top of his game. He was just like I'm fucking. You know what I mean? And, but <laughs> I'm invincible. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny enough because there is a podcast that I, I listen to. It's pretty fun. It's an Australian podcast, and it's I'll give him a shout out. Double Impact. And what they do is they talk. It's a JCVD tribute podcast, mm-hmm. but they'll do they'll do movies from the '90s and stuff. And then every tenth episode is a Jcvd movie where they all talk about him, and they were just talking about him in in that respect and his up his come up. Like this dude was obviously he's the muscles from Brussels. He moved to the U.S. with like that dream. You know what I mean? Just like I'm gonna come, I'm go, I go to L.A. and I'd be famous. And obviously he got here and was like, "Fuck, it's fucking hot. <laughs> 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 And then, this like to, you yeah. know, the story is like I only have enough money for one chicken, and you would just eat a chicken and yeah. like just whatever, whatever. I think he was actually he was cast as Predator, as the guy in the suit in the Predator suit. Yeah, but he got fired, I I believe. And they they went with another guy, or maybe he he was maybe that was his star. Anyway, he was he was linked in with Predator. And then he just started doing these fucking movies, all movies, boom, 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 and just got more and more and more. So they got to the point where, yeah, it was Street Fighter. And then there's the one called The Quest, which is kind of his um his art artsy movie. You know what I mean? And it's like a apparently it's like it's like a super bloated like like wank fest. You know what I mean? Like in the sense of like Oh, this is a story about a young man who comes. American boy, played by me, of course. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. A group of gentlemen of fortune visits a legendary lost city inclu- located in Tibet. They plan to steal a priceless statue, Golden Dragon, during the martial arts tournament. Mm.
1: Hmm. Yes, that
0: is. Was this supposed to be an action movie or like a drama?
1: I don't remember. I remember one just it was mad it's supposed to be like a drama. It's like more like dramatic kind of
0: thing. We're going to Oscars.
1: Yeah. And I don't think it did well, if I'm not mistaken. But, right in
0: the elephant at the premiere. I'm just looking at <laughs> the premiere pup photos.
1: Yeah, and then I think that's when the career started slide down. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of his movies. They're pretty pretty fun. Sudden Death is a good one. Sudden Death is basically it's the die hard formula in a hockey rink. So he, I think he's a security guard or he's a fireman. No. I, I, you know how that goes. He was a fireman. Something happened where he fucked up on the job and now he's like, I can't work in fires anymore. But what yeah. I'll do is I'll be the safety guy
0: I'm traumatized at this hockey for-
1: rink. Huh?
0: A former fireman takes on a group of terrorists holding the vice president and others hostage during the seventh game of the NHL Stanley Cup finals.
1: Great. Wonderful. Peter Hyams. Not even just the president, the vice president.
0: (laughs) The vice president. Directed by Peter Hyams, who's, you know, of stay tuned fame. Mm. But it's just so. When I read that, I read that uh, log line, it sounds like a made up logline for like a parody movie right why because former the vice fireman president? just so much like in it a former yeah. fireman takes on a group of terrorists holding the vice president and others hostage during the seventh game of the nhl stanley cup finals yeah like it's almost like a mad lib yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean all right yeah, yeah. name me uh an occupation fireman uh a group of bad guys terrorists yeah uh, <laughs> A politician vice president <laughs> yeah hostage and okay name me a sporting event nhl stanley cup finals okay here we go (laughs) no
1: yeah i guess you can't do that you can buy if i did now of occupation a formal a former teacher takes on a group of nazis yeah
0: exactly holding
1: the u.s ambassador
0: yeah
1: another former teacher
0: takes on a group of (laughs) Nazis yeah. ho- holding the ambassador <laughs> and others hostage.
1: Yeah. During the seventh or the, the, I don't know what's the poker championships or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Oh, that is I'm funny. on the
0: sudden death um, IMDB page and they just played a trailer for this thing called Huck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on. Let me just make sure I know what this is because it looked insane. It's a movie they just came out with now. hmm. It's fairly recently. One second. Mm hmm. I had to sneeze. Never mind.
2: Where is it? Oh, come on. Yeah, The Quest was a bomb. John, John
1: Claus Van Damme's The Quest was a bomb. Budget 30000 <laughs> Gross, uh, well, gross US 21. I mean, great made his money back. Gross worldwide 57 million, but opening weekend 7 million.
0: How come I can't?
1: And of course, well,
0: maybe it was a fake trailer.
1: I'm John Claude and I am Tom Cop. That I have on Blu ray.
2: It is time for you to be under arrest. Ron John Silva. Claude
0: Van Johnson?
2: Yeah, that's a have you seen that? That's a show.
1: Oh. It's pretty good, actually, man.
0: Okay, so, that, so that's what I'm looking at. John Claude Van Johnson. So he okay. plays
1: himself, and he's yeah. John-Claude Van Dam is kind of like his career's dried up, and it's him like in Hollywood, and his agent wants him to do all this, you know, shitty stuff. But what happened is that John claude Van Damme, the man that we know, is really named John claude van johnson right that's like his mm-hmm. real name but he's been a secret agent this whole time but he his cover for some reason is <laughs> to be <laughs> this massive action star
0: yeah that's i think funny. it's only on
1: for two seasons it was pretty interesting yeah. it had one of the best jokes oh fuck i forgot the setup of it but it was a setup was he for some reason, everyone keeps saying like time cop. Oh, I love you in time cop. And he's like, Oh, thank you. Kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. "Oh, I love you in time cop. Like, and he's like, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you. Like as he gets annoyed. Cause that's like the only thing people remember him from. Yeah. And then what happens is he runs, he's breaking into somewhere and there's a security guard. The mission is there's a security guard that, um, looks like him. So his mission is that he's going to knock this guy out and take his, uh, like id and pose as him but he confronts the security guard and Jean claude jcvd is like oh i'm actually you from the future and he goes oh really well pr- you know prove it and he goes what's my favorite Jean claude van damme movie he goes time cop <laughs> he goes no why would
0: i choose time cop <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like
1: a great great exchange yeah it's really, really good. I'm 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 kinda of butchering it, but yeah. And then I mean it, it knows it's a very fucking silly move television show because then at the end of season two, it does a thing of how it ends is very much in the vein of Super Mario Brothers the movie, live action movie, where a portal opens <laughs> and some chick with like all this futuristic gear comes through the portal and she goes, you know, JCVD, we need you. He goes what? I thought we protected the world. He goes no, but what you did actually. You know, you're not going to yeah, believe this.
0: this yeah, yeah, exactly. And then
1: he goes inside the portal, and I was kind of, I was like, oh, cool. Is it season another season? That'd be interesting. But I don't think they ever picked it up.
0: Yeah, mad silly. To 2017. Yeah, it's mad yeah. silly,
1: but I well, I recommend it if you want something fun and dumb.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it, and like, there's a fake trailer. That's what I was like, I. I, I I got stopped on the fake trailer that I see. It's for a movie called Huck, where apparently yeah. John plays Huck like Finn, right? Huck, Huck Finn, yeah, yeah. like a, yeah,
1: but he's like badass and he's like a badass
0: Huck Finn. He's like fucking yeah. the hot chick and the
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> That's why I was like, wait, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually a fake trailer for this for this show. Which is yeah. Pretty clever. Pretty clever. Yeah. No, it's a good fun it's a
1: fun show. I I recommend it. And I recommend Sudden Death as well. And Street Fighter the movie. So I'm a big fan of it. I uh,
0: recommend Street Fighter anybody.
1: Yeah, John Clyde.
0: Likes good movies or bad movies.
1: Yeah. If you want a bad movie, you can watch Double Take with him and um Dennis Rodman of NBA wow. fame. That's when they link up. Double team. <laughs> yeah, double team.
0: Double team. Rodman, let's see how many movies Rodman was in. <clears throat> in the 90s. I mean, it's that thing
1: that he was so famous and it was like, what well, we can make you a stop? He was
0: very famous. Simon Says with an S E Z. That has to
1: be the spinoff because his character in that is oh, Simon. Oh, really? It has Wasn't to Wasn't he in Demolition Man? He was? No. that's You're thinking, well, Wesley Snipes. Oh, Wesley, Wesley Snipes, Snipes. just just, just died. his hair. hair. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Baywatch, eddie remember the Whoopi goldberg movie eddie eddie yeah that?
1: hell yeah where she's like uh one lucky fan gets to uh shoot a ball coach, and if yeah. you make it from the free court line or whatever the half court you get to be the coach of the is it the knicks or the the knicks
0: yeah right yeah
1: and then she gets yeah. it and then she has to coach him now
0: <laughs> yeah what a crazy what a crazy premise like it's so insane like i I, that's the one you got to watch again just to like understand how they do it because uh it just makes no sense like Mm. (laughs) you shoot a free throw at halftime and uh you get to be the coach unless it's one of those things where it's like we need to fire the coach like, we need everybody to hate the team. Like, they yeah. put in a dummy coach or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the powers that be.
2: It's like a real... Um, How oh,
1: was that movie? Head of, Nate, head of State, Chris Rock. Premise. Head of State. Isn't that why they yeah. want to nominate him? Because he's like, I oh, we just so. pick a loser.
0: Yeah, because they knew they weren't going to win, so they wanted somebody, like, flashy or at least, like, outspoken. Like somebody, I forgot what the premise was. They were like, they knew they weren't gonna win, so they just wanted somebody they could like either a control or be like set up for the next time or something like mm. that. They basically knew he was a loser, so they were like, whatever, just yeah, just put
1: him in. The, a patsy.
0: Yeah, but yeah I'm looking at that.
1: Simon says Robin. Yeah, I don't think it's 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 the same premise because he plays a a, a weapons dealer and um, double team. Yeah. But it's not the same character. So my bad, y'all. You should be
0: very upset about that. Very apologetic.
2: Hmm.
0: Nineties movies. I mean, speaking of nineties movies, we can talk about a little bit about a movie that I remember. You- You mentioned off air last week that you saw and Mm you're like, this movie's a masterpiece. It Um, is. And then I just popped it in because I watch. I I popped the Blu-ray in yesterday, checked it out, and it really is. The movie is 1995 seven. Mm -hmm. David Fincher seven. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: This is a movie. I mean, we could probably go down. We're not gonna talk too much about it because we could do a lot more at another time but i don't even remember the first time i saw this movie Mm. but it was one of those movies where enough about it has already been out there Mm -hmm. that you know i don't know i don't remember if if the ending shocked me or Mm. if i knew Mm -hmm. can't remember but either way i just remember being like Just watching it, it was like, that was an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how dark it is. Mm, and I can't believe I how say, dark yeah. the ending is. I can't believe. And that was one of the things when David Fincher got the script, he read it, and he's going through it, and he gets to the part where uh Kevin Spacey turns himself uh, spoiler. Kevin Spacey turns himself in mm-hmm. and he's looking at the script and go, There's only like there's only a few more pages left. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck Mm -hmm. the fuck's going on here? Like, you can't do this. And he reads the whole thing and he's like, this is amazing. That was amazing. And he reads the ending with the head in the box and everything. And he's like, that was amazing. And he calls his agent and he's like, I want to do this. He goes, Oh, I love that. And the head in the box. ending." they're like, Oh my, Oh shit. You got the wrong version. That was like that. They changed the ending. Mm. And he's like, no 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 no. I don't want to do that. I want to do this version. Mm-hmm. So apparently the ending was supposed to be that like there there's an alternate version where Morgan Freeman shoots John Doe instead of for him for Brad Pitt. Mm. <clears throat> instead of Brad Pitt doing it. Why? And I think they well, shot it be the because because he knew he was going to he knew he was going to shoot him. And he knew he wanted to him to shoot him. So if if Brad Pitt shoots
1: Kevin Spacey.
0: Kevin Spacey, John Doe, whatever, then John Doe wins. Yeah, because like he's wrath and he's did. envy. Yeah. But what would be if, the
1: catalyst for him? Like he's just egging him I mean, on. Because if there's no box, there's no head in the box.
0: Yeah. No, no, the just... head I guess the head in the box is still there at some point. Oh. But I think they shot a different ending. Oh, I see, ending. I see. I see. Like that, that had made it all the way to that point. But then they did one where Morgan Freeman basically essentially took the bullet for him mm-hmm. so that John Doe technically doesn't get his little masterpiece or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know.
1: I see. Now it's better that anyway, the, the way. Anyway, I've talked way too
0: long about it. So what were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I I thought it was great. Um I watched it with somebody that I don't think they've ever seen it, so I was like, you know, let's pop it in. And, you know, to a novice a, a person who's never seen it, you can just sell it as like, oh, it's a movie about serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> Which a lot of people be like, "Oh yeah, cool, whatever." And then, you know, I thought I mean, it's a lot. I mean, the acting's great. Morgan Freeman's great. The cinematography is great. The like even subtle things that you might not notice the first time around that it's constantly raining. Yeah. Right? So it it it, it creates an atmosphere. They never say what city it is. They just say the city. Yeah. And I mean, I've yeah. probably shot in Los Angeles. It looks like it's Los Angeles. But they I mean they specifically don't say it's like New York City or anything, because if it's New York right. City, then why the fuck? How do you, where is there a desert in New York like outside this <laughs> yeah, really. New York City, right? The the concepts the concept of using the Deadly Sins is I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt are showing the widow of the what is it greed the greed greed victim they're showing his widow the pictures and they ask uh, pictures of the crime scene and they ask do you see anything out of the ordinary here whatever and she's like no no she's so upset because she doesn't you know she's a crime scene her husband's been murdered and then she goes wait stop that something's wrong that painting's upside down i just love that clue like that yeah little detail like that they missed it but it's
0: yeah something it like would, really yeah.
1: really clever, you know? Yeah. And yeah, and it's it is a dark film, not even this ending and 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 the the message that it kind of I mean literally the message is, what does Morgan Freeman say at the end and goes er- Ernest Hemingway has said a quote, I think the world's a good place and worth fighting for? Yeah. And he goes, I believe in the latter yeah, the part. The second part, yeah. Yeah, it's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's it's just dark. It's just like, it's really like I was reading about that. It's like it's really like a meditation on evil. Like it's mm-hmm. really about just fucking evil, like an evil motherfucker.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: what do you do against it? It's uh, uh, interestingly enough, I'm like watching it yesterday. I was like, in in a lot of ways uh Morgan Freeman's character has a lot in common with Tommy Lee Jones character in no country for old men they're both mm. kind of like I gotta get out of this shit because it's it, this is awful like this is mm. way too dark for me it's like I've seen everything and this is fucked mm. and it's just not getting better and uh yeah so yeah I, I, this, is, and I had the blu-ray and I hadn't You know, I've never seen such a good copy and it just looked amazing. Mm -hmm. And like the film, the film look looks so good. I I, like I couldn't believe how good it looked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just looks it's a beautiful movie. And and apparently Brad David Fincher got the cinematographer Dennis Darius Kanji, I believe Mm. that's his name because he was a guy who was shooting like perfume commercials and Mm. he made them look like those nineties perfume commercials are like black and white, beautiful. And they're like, you want a a guy who makes like perfume commercials to do a serial killer movie? He's like, yes, that's exactly why I want him to do a serial killer movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And, and there's just some amazing shots in it. And like, it's just so well done. Throughout, like everything's just like crazy good. Like the the shot where they go into um lust, where they go mm-hmm. into that apartment, the the prostitute's apartment, and Morgan Freeman. Uh, they walk into the apartment. He opens up the door, and the door just says scratched in the door says lust, but it's like he holds it back, and you get it's big in the frame, and you just get the sense like oh fuck, you're gonna see something messed up mm-hmm. in here. It's like. The calling card of like putting the writing the the sin etched somewhere in the um, in the walls and stuff. It's just so it's just so good. And if you like the Batman, I mean, there's just so much. Like even when I saw the trailer for the Batman, I was like, oh, they're doing seven. Like yeah, I mean the, the Batman, hallway shots. Matt yeah. Matt
1: Reeves' Batman is highly influenced by
0: seven. Yes, like to the point where you're like you owe him money. Like yeah, <laughs> like like. The hallway shots like going down the, the the hallways. It's a little different with Batman because then you see the police like looking at him and you get that point of view shot. But behind the the camera right behind Batman's head going through the hallway. They're like that shot is in the movie a few times. The John Doe mm-hmm. when they get to John Doe's apartment that that sequence is like basically from. Seven, like the when they go in the Riddler's apartment, that sequence is basically from seven. Oh yeah, I mean his, even his the, setup, the idea, yeah. yeah, even the idea of the Riddler is like, you know, is is kind of like the the seven killers clues, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Just leaving. He leaves the, clues and yeah, it's stuff at the crime scene. They gotta go back and look. Uh, I mean, that's why that. Seeing what I was just mentioning about the painting being upside down, I mean, I couldn't have seen that in. I could imagine that being done in Matt Reeves' The Batman, where yeah, you know, Jim Gordon sees something, doesn't see it, but Batman, oh, that painting's upside down, or whatever it is, or oh, whatever, whatever, <laughs> like, oh, whatever it is, or whatever it is, that painting's upside oh, awesome. whatever oh, whatever it is, or even more Alfred doing it, you know what I mean? The painting's yeah. upside down, Mister Bruce, Mister Bruce.
0: That plantain is the size of a tangerine. My balls are the size of a tangerine.
1: (laughs) Alfred, why are you telling me that?
0: (laughs) Because I tell everyone that my balls are the size of a tangerine. And they smell like citrus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. What would you have them smell like?
1: Uh, and um yeah and poor gwyneth paltrow right
0: <laughs> yeah gwyneth uh yeah the head in the box well, well the, that's an interesting thing because i was watching it and natasha was watching it with me she's like oh don't do they show it i was like no people think they show it but they don't yeah actually show they never
1: show sh-
2: anything
0: they flash her face
1: at brad pitt when he's thinking in, about it when he's thinking after about he it finds out she was pregnant
0: after he finds out she was pregnant and they flash her face. And I think that's what people think.
1: It's people head think in they the box. flashed
0: her, the bo- head in the box. But it's just yeah. her face. Yeah. So people have like this this weird phantom image that actually yeah. isn't there.
1: I, it's funny that you said that because I always remember it too. Even the last time I was like, don't I see like I, – I, th- I remember they don't show a head in the box. But I always remember it like when he opens the f- little box flap. Like you see some yeah. hair in it or something. Like you see some of her hair. And I was like, yeah. no, it's nothing.
0: Yeah. I don't think they show They didn't show nothing anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and of course it was like the big thing is the Kevin Spacey performance. Who's just, I mean, whatever, say whatever you want about the guys kind of a fucking creep, but I guess it works for this role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was the thing that's so crazy about that movie is that he's not credited anywhere, but yeah. he's obviously a big. He was obviously a big star at the time, and um, to leave his name out of the credits is so such a genius move because it's like, you know, if you if it's a Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Spacey, the whole time you'd be waiting for Kevin Spacey. And you're yeah. like, oh, he's obviously the killer. Yeah, like that's that's who he is. There, yeah, he's coming later. So the fact that he shows up and. I mean that's one of the most brilliant things ever. The killer goes to the police department and and turns himself uh, in. Turns himself in, detective. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, and I, I love you. Looking the, for me. Yeah, the car ride scene where he's like, he's like, we would have found you. He's like, oh, so what were you doing, toying with me? Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna like, you let five people die while you were you were luring me into your trap. He's yeah. like, what were you gonna do? What was your Evidence. What were you gonna do before I came in there
1: yeah, and turn myself in?
0: Finn. I, I love the lie where he's like, uh, he's like, where I he's like, I I seem to remember you um turning yourself in or whatever he says. He said, like, I seem to remember breaking your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he goes, he's I saying, remember,
1: I, 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 he goes, because I showed up at his door. I remember, I uh, yeah. seen that we found oh, yeah. you at your doorstep that's a great scene too like they're at the door knocking on the door and they just see some guy walking down and they look at him yeah. and the guy stops for a minute just reaches to his pocket drops a bag and just starts firing at them
0: <laughs> yeah crazy yeah. so great so unexpected and like yeah. just insane yeah I mean it's just such a dope movie It's it, yeah. it, it really is just one of yeah.
1: and even the build up like it starts off okay and it's Morgan Freeman's story the characters yeah Detective, um, is it uh Somerset? It's his Somerset. story. It's like he's retiring, he's done. He's like, uh, oh, just one more case. I'm gonna, re- I'm, I'm gonna uh, train my replacement. And like you were saying, he's he's had enough. He was like, I've seen it all, I don't want to deal with it. And he's they don't they do this murder, I'm not do this murder, but they're investigating in this murder. And he's like, fuck, he finds the other thing, second murder is like, they're connected. He was yeah. like, dude perhaps hits. He, he's he's not ready for this. You know, it's it's he yeah. he foresees it. It's like it's going to be too fucked up. It's yeah. going to be too fucked up. And then, yeah, the the goriness of the murder scenes. One of the worst ones, and it's funny because you never see it. it's lust where the guy yeah. from Independence Day, like you know, fucks the chick with the blade dildo man, and like who's even in Independence they're... Day. He's like a scientist in Independence Day. Oh, okay. So, like, you know uh you know how data is the main scientist guy in Independence yeah. Day where he's like, "Oh, we don't get too many visitors." The guy in 7, let's give him a shout out. I want to
0: yeah, find his I'm name. Trying to look this motherfucker up. I cuz I just he, read the trivia on him, too.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, he's in yeah. Independence Day. He's like when you know how when Jeff Goldblum's like, "Oh, I found shoot that cocaine off the of yeah. the of the spaceship he's like the guy holding the remote <laughs> mm. <laughs> i don't think he has a line he's just like in the background
0: leland Orser.
1: yeah that has to be him yeah um and shouts out to richard roundtree for being in seven two man i know just kind of R. randomly R. in there Ernie. why not yeah. though yeah it's fucking dope i saw that i was like yo this motherfucker Shaft." Sh- it's like this motherfucker's mm-hmm. here and i was like that's 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 dope but what else was I going to say? Oh, but uh, like they don't show the lust murder, but I can just imagine it, you know, because the way he's describing, because he goes, he made me fucker. He made me fucker. Ah! Like, yeah, it's crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And
0: I was just reading no. about I was reading about that because the guy said he stayed up for like a night, a day or an either a couple of days or whatever, and then just controlled his breathing to make himself hyperventilate in that moment. Yeah. And that dude, he, I mean, that's a great performance. Yeah. That guy, He's amazing in that, in that one scene. Yeah. It's just uh it's a crazy good movie. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is very good. This is like his budding movie starness. Yeah. Early Brad Pitt. very interesting and interesting that he did this movie with Morgan Freeman at at that age. Like Mm. it's just kind of crazy. They have good chemistry throughout. Um, And Morgan Freeman's like pretty amazing in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just go like, Oh, it's Morgan Freeman, but he really plays. uh, It's such a great performance. He's like, he's so still. And he's every time you see his eyes, you know, he's thinking he's always thinking. he's thinking about something and he's he it, it's such a great contrast between um him and Brad Pitt's character Mills and Somerset where Somerset's always just thinking always thinking and Mills is always reacting he's just reacting mm. to mm. the point where he, when Kevin Spacey shows up as a photographer hey I'm allowed to take pictures man
2: yeah
0: um to get his picture which shows up later on he just like yells at the guy and like berates him and he's like why and he, and uh Morgan Freeman goes like, why did you need to do that? Like, what yeah. What did you, why did you need to do that? Like, why? Like, yeah. what are you getting out of that? And he's like, but it's just the contrast of like, he's just reacting yeah. where like Somerset is like going to the library to like yeah. figure this shit out.
1: I was just going to say that. Yeah. And then Brad Pitt, he's, he gets the cliff notes. He literally
0: the... gets the cliffs notes. Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But it's so, yeah, I mean, it's just an all timer. Great movie. and. One of the, uh, certainly the most, one of the darkest movies Hollywood's ever made. And yeah. this is like a huge, it was a pretty big hit too.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's dark yeah. the whole way too. Like even the opening credits, it's just like yeah. crime scene and broken nails and dirty syringes. And then I think Nine inch Nails is, Trent Reznor did the music. It's like, it's not like, a, you know, it's not like, yeah. Uh, what's it um signs of lambs is about serial killer too but there's somewhat i don't know it's not as it's funny to say it's not as dark as seven is
0: yeah Yeah, no this is a this is a fucked up movie not only is it dark but it's like and like i said before but like the the message is like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the story is like unrelenting and mm-hmm. and like sad it's like that scene where gwyneth paltrow is like calls uh, morgan freeman because she doesn't have anybody else to talk to mm-hmm. and just talks about how she wants to leave like mm-hmm. she's like i hate it here
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like you just go like it's so tragic too when you know what's gonna happen mm. and ultimately and it's just so so bad it's like
1: yeah yeah, and then it, the idea it, that she was pregnant, and this dude killed her and chopped yeah. off her head. was like fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, he's fucking.
1: Yeah, this ain't La La Land, the movie, anymore, <laughs> buddy.
0: <laughs> Certainly not. It's interesting. This is just like some casting stuff with like Al Pacino. The I guess the pair they wanted was Denzel and Al Pacino mm. to play Mills and Somerset. So Denzel would play Mills, and Pacino would play Somerset. Okay, which would have worked. Would have mm-hmm. worked. The thing is, but, but Denzel Washington, I don't know, it's being
1: angry like that, raging. I out. guess so,
0: especially in 1995. That would have worked, it would have worked, it, it would have been different. But I know, uh, what's his name said that that's one of the few regrets. One of the regrets he has is like he did, I guess, he did, he thought the script was too dark and too evil, right? Denzel did. And he's like, oh, I regretted not doing that one, though.
1: Yeah. Mm. Well, should have took
0: a chance, boy. Come mm-hmm. on, player. You got to do them movies when they offer them yeah. to you.
2: Yeah,
1: but who? He actually who, did who, a movie with a serial killer. It's called with John Lith Lith Lithgow.
0: Bones or The Fallen or no?
1: It's called Ricochet, I believe.
0: I feel like yeah. I just passed by that on the list of movies that I was I was going through somebody's IMDb and Ricochet was on there.
1: Yeah, it's him and John Lithgow. Lith how am I my, Lithgow? How am I miss Lith Lith Lithgow?
0: A district attorney is terrorized by the criminal he put away years ago when he was a yeah. cop.
1: Yeah, Denzel that Nash- is that tries to be dark too, but it's soon like '90s to take us to almost kind of. It's it's yeah. It's 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 so it's a bit it's aged, so you're kind of like oh okay you know what I mean.
0: That's whose I am a Stephen Souza, D'Souza another Stephen A. Oh. D'Souza joint.
1: Oh my god, today's is... yeah Stephen de D'Souza day, isn't it?
0: It is. I'm looking at the trailer and Denzel Washington is getting naked at a carnival for some reason.
1: Because there's a scene where John Lithau, like he cannot he like not kidnaps but he holds a chick um hostage. And he's like, look, put the gun down. And he's like, all right, I got nothing on me. I'm going to show you. I got like nothing on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this and that. And while he's distracting him, then he like pops him in the head or something like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I see the trailer.
1: But then there's like um, a scene where John lives out. Like he, he goes to prison. And he's like basically Cape fearing. Like he yeah. always can think about is getting back at Denzel. And then. Yeah, sure. They're in prison, so obviously the Aryan Nation's there and the Aryan oh. Nation led by um former governor of Minnesota and WWE. Jesse starred. the body?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Excellent. That's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> John Amos is in this.
2: And um what's his
1: face? Jesse the body gets demolished by John Lithgow, because he's like oh, crazy sure. or something like that.
0: Yeah, John Lithgow is like '90s crazy, '80s crazy. The Brian De Palma movies he play, he's always playing uh, violent Zero killer.
1: Mm. Then blowout. The Do you ever
0: see Blowout? John Travolta. Yeah. No. You should check that movie. I out. I
1: know everyone recommends. It. I got to check it out.
0: That is a. I started watching good a little
1: movie. bit of it, and I just couldn't get past that first scene. Oh okay, yeah.
0: Check it out. Well, it's a, the first scene's a joke. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it's a very well done joke that the, I can't—I really can't put my uh, can't wrap my head around Brian De Palma some all, all the time when I watch his movies. I'm like, is this supposed to be like tongue and cheek, or is this serious? Like, I can't ever tell if he's like, is he being serious or not? Like, mm. and and I don't know. It's so over. Some of the stuff is so overblown that it's like 80s cheesy. And I can't mm-hmm. tell if it's supposed to be like that or if it's, I don't know, or if like everybody ripped him off so much that it became cheesy.
1: Right. Right.
0: But that's, I think it's
1: probably the latter.
0: It's probably the latter, but that's another conversation for another time, I guess. Mm. Mr. De Palma, but blow check out blow All right. But is there anything else you want you got?
1: Mm, give me all you got. Give me all you got. No, nothing. Nothing Um, that I wanted to say today. I wanted to touch on yeah, uh, we want. We did touch on 7 and how great it is. If anyone's haven't seen it, watch what? 7. Watch it now. Streaming. Yes.
0: This yes. guy, Brad Pitt, he's,
1: up, he's and up and coming.
0: Up and coming guy. Needs a boost. <laughs> We're give him well, shout one out. thing
1: with seven, I always remember it was a great joke from the H tele- B HBO's television series Entourage, where Adrian Grenier, Vinny Chase is talking to Ari, and yes. he something about like something about David Fincher comes up, right? Yeah, um, and he goes, he goes, You still representing David Fincher? And Ari goes, Hey, anyone that puts Gwyneth's head in the Paltrow is a friend of mine.
0: <laughs> and then, Andrew Kevin but, Walker, I think.
1: Oh, is that what it, it is?
0: Because they were talking about who wrote the Aquaman script. Who wrote the Aquaman oh, script? Yeah, Andrew yeah, Kevin Walker. They're like, ooh.
1: Seven. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he's like, anybody who puts Quentin's head in the box is a friend of mine. He's like, oh, still sore about that. He's like, yes. hey, no. He has the great line he goes,
1: You're "Still sore about that?" He goes, "Well, listen, I fired her."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He goes, I don't care what she says. I fired her. (laughs) And then it's like Aquaman becomes the biggest hit ever. And because James Cameron directed it. And then he's like, all right, I'm happy to do the sequel. And then he's like, James Cameron isn't directing the sequel. And he's like, really? He's like, and well, is it Andrew Kevin Walker? And he's Mm. like, no. He's like, who is he's like, Kevin Smith? And they go, oh, no. Like, Yeah. I was like, and apparently Kevin Smith did not like that joke. Yeah because he's like they took a couple of shots at me and i was like what the fuck yeah, I but doing? i mean i don't know yeah. i don't know i love kevin smith yeah, no. i look at kevin smith's
1: career and i'm like dude he has a great career i he honestly does think have he great has career. a career he has a great career Shouts out of kevin smith like fantastic he
0: worked with everybody he got to work with like so many people
1: yeah and, and not even that i mean yes filmmaker coming up and and all that but now he has his own shop. I'm sure yeah. he still runs it, right? He has his own shop. Yeah, he has his he's own worked comic on comic
0: show. books. He has his own movie theater in Jersey.
1: Yeah, own movie theater, and he does the podcast
0: thing. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And like, he's and, an empire. Yeah, like, and he still makes movies. He he's doing, he's doing. He has a a cartoon show. He's he's doing the Masters of the Universe cartoon on, on Netflix. Oh, is he? Yeah, he does the Masters the second season now. And he still writes and directs his own stuff when he wants. Like, yeah, every time he wants to write and direct, like, I guess he's coming out with a third Jane Silent Bob movie. Okay, like he's writing it right now, whatever. But like, if he wants to make it, somebody's gonna somebody can finance it. So yeah, you know, he gets to make the shit he wants. So I love that guy, man. That guy is such an inspiration to me. But yeah, I've just been a fan forever.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so it's great. great. Shout, shout out, out to out K- Kevin Smith. K
0: Smith, we'll have you on yeah. the podcast soon. Uh- <laughs>
1: we love you, boy. Anyway, Keep up good work. <laughs> so
0: let the people know where you're gonna be, son.
1: Yeah, you can find me online. Yeah, if you want to reach out to me and send me any movie uh, suggestions or recommendations, it's dro underscore esq dro esquire on all the socials and also check me out on letterbox i'm posting up reviews in haiku Mm -hmm. because they're fun to me and i hope you appreciate them and listen i have great taste in in film so you should listen to my recommendations because i know what the fuck i'm talking about so um yeah christian
0: you certainly should do all of those things Christian for all your Christian Duran needs find me on letterbox Christian Duran SVP on IG. so much coming from the Christian Duran Empire, so mm. much that I can't talk about, some things I can, some things I can't, some things you just gonna have to wait and see. But no, this as a wise man named Lil Wayne once said, he said... Real G's move in silence like lasagna. Mm. So, I'll leave it at that. Mm. Anyway, ta-ta, boys and girls. Bye.
2: Bye.